guys ready for some word? Yes, I know I sure am. All right. I'm definitely ready for some. So uh, welcome to our third week of Family Matters. And uh, you're thinking, how does this fit into Christmas? What is Christmas all about? Of course, Jesus, but also the family. And, you know, there's a lot of things that come into this for Christmas time, right? There's people that sit around the table that you want to sit with. Those are called friends. And then there's the ones that you don't necessarily always want to sit with. They're called family. All right. But what we do is try to bridge the gap there and love our family during Christmas. Right. Are you guys going to do that with me? There's still time to change your mind. Okay. You can still be happy about this thing. You can still make it a point to say, I'm going to have a great Christmas dinner with my family. All right. Even if you got to psych yourself up before you go in, smacking yourself, throwing snow in your face, whatever it takes. Okay. Be nice, all right? But family matters. And for us, this is what we want you to feel when you come up in this place. Family, okay? And we are a family that chooses to be together as a church. That's what we are. We're a family that chooses to be together. I choose you. You choose me. That's family, okay? And what we want to do is hit on some things during this Christmas season that matters to your family, all right? And the most important thing, of course, about this season and the most important person is Jesus and how much he matters to our lives and how he's come. Now, we talked about in the beginning great expectations, right? Great expectations. And uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth and how uh, this, this John the Baptist guy is starting to come and he's the forerunner to Christ and how that's a part of the Christmas story. And, and Jesus mattered to that family, right? Jesus mattered to that family. And then we talked about how Christmas time is a time, you know, when, when divine things happen. And I don't know about you guys, but I need God to show up in divine ways in my life, okay? And we're, we were coming out of the book of Luke, and this guy, you know, being that he's a doctor, he's very thorough. He's looking at things with a fine-tooth comb and making sure that he proved who Jesus was, right? And that he had this miraculous birth and that these things were important for us to learn about. And we learned about some things at Christmas time. Is. And this morning, we're going to continue with this theme of hope. And uh, we're talking about unexpected hope, and I'll tie it together in just a moment. But I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I always had expectations on Christmas. Anybody with me? Always had expectations, all right? Just the layout alone. Christmas Eve, I got to open one gift. Anybody else? I loved that. I remember this one Christmas when Rambo was big. You remember that, Rambo? Oh, I had this Rambo little figurine. He wasn't a doll, right, guys? We didn't play with dolls. We had an action figure. We had an action figure, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, just go with it. I'll tell you about the other scarring doll stuff later. But I had Rambo, and I remember we had the, you know, this is when phones used to have cords that attached to them. Do you remember that? They had those, those squiggly cords where you could just get a 50-footer from Radio Shack, and you'd be like, I'm totally on the phone. It's great. The kitchen's way over there. You're talking everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You remember those days? And I remember taking and undoing that bad boy and slinging one side to here and then one side down here, and here's Rambo. You know what I'm saying? Coming down the cord. Man, I love that Christmas Eve. And then there was always Christmas next, right? I always expected to get cool stuff, right? Didn't you? One year... This was very special. A purple scooter. Was that really good for you? Okay, it was cool then. All right, it was cool then. And it's probably cool again. You see the shoes that kids wear these days. Okay, it's cool again. But I remember, man, I loved it. And that happened to be one of those Christmases, like the weather we were experiencing last week, right? Where Mother Nature, bipolar, you know how she rolls. And it was hot outside, so I'm like doing kick flips and stuff with my inflated tube tire scooter outside with hand brakes. I thought, and a kickstand. I thought I was the man expectations. That's what, we, that's what we do with life, don't we? We expect stuff. As we get older, it changes a little bit, right, parents? What, what do I get excited about? 
the food. Can I get some amens? Okay. Yesterday, we received a package in the mail. Okay. And inside of this package, it was from somebody, um, obviously, that just dropped out of heaven. Um, this nuts and all these candies. And I was like, oh, I opened the box. It was like, oh, oh, you know, kind of thing. That's what I'm excited about because I can go out and buy a shirt. I can go get some shoes. But man, that food, I can't wait still. Expectations. But then there's this other side of things. All right. And we know when it comes to family matters. All right. Parents, you're ready for this. There's these things called the unexpected. Right. I remember when we were, we were going to uh, find out the gender of our children kind of thing. Each of them. People were like, you don't want to wait. You don't want to just like figure it out later and just a surprise, you know, and it's no, because they will do unexpected things for the rest of their lives. Can I have one time when I actually know who they are and what they're going to do kind of thing, right? Can I get some amens on that? One time. But we know with family matters, there's always unexpected stuff, right? Even with the Christmas season, there's always unexpected. You're going to see the family, and all of a sudden you get in the car, you got it all loaded down, you go to back out, you got a flat. It's like, well, that was unexpected. What do you do then, right? Of course, you kick it and figure out a way to take it. You act like this has happened, Karen Myers. You're laughing at me. You got to take everything out of the car and fix it and all that stuff. Merry Christmas, right? You're like, that, that, that Grinch kind of thing. You just want to start punching people. Counseling's later for me. Just help me. But uh, unexpected. And this is, this is like the Christmas season when you think about Jesus and, and specifically Mary and Joseph. Mary, did you know that Joseph wasn't really the dad? You know what I'm saying by that? That was unexpected. You think about that stuff, right? So unexpected. Yeah, that just happened. You can write it. You can tweet it. 140 characters or less. Just don't put hashtag blasphemy on there, okay? Don't do that because it's not. Bear with me. It's my heart. I'm sharing my heart. But you think about the unexpected with these guys. And what I think about Mary and Joseph and I think about their lives, of course, we've heard this story time and time again. But I want us to think about, again, this season for us is, is a rebirth where he comes back into our lives as a baby. And I'm trying deliberately to, to, to relearn and to think through and to, to feel every aspect of Christmas this year so that I don't miss anything with this new birth in my life, right? Are you with me? So Mary and Joseph, unexpected hope. And you look at the fabric of their lives and you look as, as the story evolves, which we'll read in just a moment, there, there's a common thread that's sewn throughout. There's, there's a thread and this thread is hope. And we're going to talk about it in just a moment. But I think about how important it is for, for us and the fabric of our need to have, not cotton, okay, but the fabric of our lives. Remember those commercials where we need to have hope sewn all throughout because let's be real. Life will always give you the unexpected, right? Well, I didn't know that bill was going to come. Ooh, I didn't know they would blow their shoes out on the side today. Oh, well, got to go buy them. I didn't know this. I didn't know the unexpected. And in these moments, we need a thread of hope sewn all throughout the fabric of our lives so that when the unexpected comes, right, we can still walk with hope. And I don't know about you, but I need this every day. I need hope because if I'm left to my own vices, if I'm left to my own inner dialogue, I'm hopeless, okay? But when he's in my life, I'm hope-filled. 
Okay, I'm hopeful. All right, so what we're going to do is break this down today and just a few ways, a couple observations that I want to share with you and that we're going to grow from and that we're going to grow through. Okay, this is coming out of, excuse me, the book of Matthew. And I love to give context so you know who the author is and a little bit about his life. Again, he was a Jewish guy that uh, was a tax collector. We call him the beloved in his culture. No, he was a tax collector to Rome, which means he was a sellout basically. All right. So he was, people just loved him. They just, Hey, Matthew, you want to come hang out with me? No, not at all. This was the guy that was taking their money kind of thing, taxing his own folk. All right. Uh, so he wasn't a crowd favorite. Um, but what he wanted to prove the goal of Matthew's life and his, his take on this gospel, this good news story is to make sure that he proved the Messiahship of Christ. Cause we know in Jewish culture, the Messiah hasn't come, right? But he wanted to make sure then at that moment in time that people understood that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the one, that, that I've checked the numbers, okay? I've looked at the facts, and this guy is, in fact, the Messiah. So he starts off with a genealogy. Can I get a big boo? Can you start in the book off with genealogy? But there's nothing that proves more who you are than where you've come from. And he wanted to make sure that people understood that Jesus is is, period, the Messiah. So this is key for him. This is key for us, all right? And uh, what we see with Mary and Joseph, how they dealt with an unexpected plan, a promise, and a purpose of God. And that's what we're going to touch on today. So read with me, Matthew 1, 18 through 25. You'll see it on your screen. You don't have to read out loud. All right, we're not doing that today. That's next week, all right? But read with me in your mind. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she, f- she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. That's unexpected. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save through the prophet from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Can you imagine how crazy it would have been? And I love for us to do this when we read the word of God, to put yourself in this situation as much as possible, okay? Try to to walk in in Joseph's and Mary's, and Jesus wasn't wearing shoes, uh, shoes for a moment, to get yourself in this, just to feel every aspect of what is happening here. Because that's how the word comes alive in our hearts, is when we walk in it and we feel it and we walk through it and we're just all in it together. Can you imagine how they were overwhelmed, how they were excited, all of the array of feelings and emotions that were in the room in that moment, in that time, and what God was doing with their lives and how this unexpected blessing had come. As I read this portion of scripture, I see another common thread again, like I shared before, this thread of hope that is sown all throughout, this thread of hope. Remember, I want to remind you of this, uh, that 400 years of silence 
between God and his people. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, remember, a holy sudden, that this, this Savior, this Messiah shows up. And this is the key that, that Matthew was trying to prove to us that we needed to understand. So as we look at this scripture again, let's look at it in these two ways. Again, the fabric of the unexpected and the thread of hope. So let's start with the unexpected plan. The unexpected plan. Again, we look at Matthew 1, 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be a child through the Holy Spirit. Put yourself in the situation a little bit. You're engaged, right? Go with me. And all of a sudden, your wife comes up and be like, surprise, I'm prego. And you're like, I don't know how because there hasn't, um, we haven't talked. There's some young years. We haven't talked lately. Um, how did this happen? What ha- happened was kind of thing. Can you imagine what was going on in the room at that moment? Mary comes up and says, hey, Joseph, surprise, I'm prego. Well, that was unexpected. (laughs) Right? You think about their lives and how they're planning for a wedding. Look, ladies, you plan for a wedding from when you're like five years old, right? Barbie and Ken are hanging out. Let's get married, you know, kind of thing. And it's like from the start. And it seems like everything was just dashing that moment. All the plans, the thoughts, the desire, everything they expected had just been room. Can you imagine the feeling of the unexpected that was in the room? But then there's this thread of hope. What is this thread of hope? That God speaks. He spoke to Mary and was telling her of a great plan. Great plan for her life. I love this about the Christmas season. Is this, when we think that everything is just falling apart, God is wanting to speak to your life. I've watched this. I've tried to be more deliberate and and, and listening to God and watching what he's doing. You know, it's not easy planning a church, okay? That means starting from scratch. We were parachuted in, basically, what was uh, ill-advised by everybody and their mama. You're going to go to a town where you know nobody. Yeah. You're going to start a church. Yeah. How are you going to do that? I don't know. (laughs) We knew, but you know what I'm saying by that. All kinds of unexpected. Most of all, the blessings that, that God has brought around us from our staff and then you guys as our, as our family. But I remember in these moments, okay, moments of doubt when unexpected things happened, okay, like the first service we ever had, 200 and how many, 250 people? 1,000. That's what, 150. All right, we're in this place. Got you. We were, oh, this is amazing. Week two, 30 and some crickets. Bricky, 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 bricky. Freaking out. Well, like, God, I didn't expect that. In those moments, God was saying, hey, hey, put your hand to the plow and don't look back. Because what's ahead is greater than what's behind. See, in the moments of the unexpected, God wants to speak to you. But a lot of times we listen to the, all, the, all the other voices that are going in around us. You got to be careful who you listen to when the unexpected happens in your life. Right? You need to have the right folks speaking to you. You have, need to have God himself speaking into your life. And I love what the angel says in this moment. Do not be afraid. It says this to Joseph. Do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife because she is carrying the Messiah, the son of God. If we are not careful, we can do something wrong in those moments. 
we can say something, we can act a certain, we need to listen for what God says in these moments for us. So important for us. Because he's sending someone else to us, again, the Holy Spirit, who will comfort, lead, and guide us in these times. So when the unexpected plans happen in your life, know that God knows the big picture and that he is the one that can speak into it. The next thing that we have to do is look at the unexpected promises. The unexpected promises. As we read Matthew 1, 20 through 21, we see this. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Again, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Can you imagine the weight of the situation when God chooses you as a person to fulfill his promise of everlasting life through, through the birth of a Savior? Ourselves up and that was unexpected. But here's the thing. I don't think we realize and we don't really weigh ourselves up enough to, to who God is and what he's done in our lives that God has chosen you, even today, to go out and fulfill promises in other people's lives. That you are a mouthpiece of God and that the Holy Spirit will help you as well to understand, but also to deliver promises to other people's lives. God wants to use you. This thread of hope is this, salvation. God wants to use your salvation story and the promises that he's placed in your life through Jesus so that you can then share that with someone else. The thread of hope, salvation. We all have what I like to, to share as a before and after. You know that I was blind, but now I see story. All I know is I was blind, but now I see. I can use this term a lot, but I was a hot mess, and now I'm, okay, that might not work. I was this, and now I'm that because of salvation, because of God's promises in my life. This is my thread of hope, that God can do anything he wants. He is sovereign in his ruling. He is loving. And he is the giver of every good and perfect gift. So God has the plans under control, that he has promises for our lives, but he also has this unexpected purpose. Matthew 1, 22 through 23, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 400 years of silence. I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of these, these kind of guys that I need to talk. Anybody else with me on that? If something's going wrong, if something's not working out, I, need, I, I typically fill the air. And I think it's a communicator's problem. Anybody else like a communicator where sometimes you'll say what you shouldn't have said or you'll, you'll, you know, the, the filter didn't work too well and uh, you just you fill the air with something kind of thing. And I think about this uh, sometimes when 400 years of silence can you imagine when God has not spoken to anybody and what they're feeling in this moment and then all of a sudden, unexpectedly, a promise comes forth. A purpose through this child, through this Savior. Think about what people were thinking around them. I remember hearing stories of how God was with the prophets in the Old Testament and how he would speak through them. Think about this. Elijah, that guy would call fire down from heaven. Man, God was with him. The ram was provided for Abraham in the thicket. Remember, the sacrifice was there. God was with David as he fought that giant. Where's he been now? We have no purpose. Again, I feel as though we are wandering aimlessly. 
But there's a thread of hope. The thread of hope is this, that as God was with them, God is with you. He is with you by way of his Holy Spirit. If you look in Scripture, I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way. Of course, we have the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But if you look in Scripture, a lot of times you'll see, of course, they're in everything, but God of the Old Testament, Spirit. Jesus, the New Testament, then you see this introduction of the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, we know it's the triune God, yes, but we understand where Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit could take his place in our lives so he could help lead, guide us, and give us purpose every single day. Every day, filling our hearts and our lives with purpose. I think there's no greater purpose than sharing your story, no greater purpose than sharing the goodness of Christ this Christmas season. Understanding that through your salvation, right? Through your salvation, that God is with you and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. So we understand that there is an unexpected plan that God has for us and that there's a promise that's in there too. We get that. We understand it completely and um, that that he has, you know, a, a purpose too. But the last thing is this. This is where the rubber meets the road for our lives is this unexpected personal response. Again, I was talking to you guys about when I was a kid. Uh, one of the things I did was I grew up in youth ministry. I don't know if anybody else did. I grew up going to church. You know, I grew up in a family where mom was 100% with God. Dad was about <laughs> 25%, okay? It was a 50-50 chance for me to make it in the faith kind of thing, right? But I went to church with mom as a child. I went to church with mom as a teenager. And about when I was about 14 years old, mom and dad had an all-out just blow up, and that was the end. Mom was done. Years of a lot of things that she had went through, years of it, she was done. So we began to move out, okay? We began to move out of the house. Mom and I and Jonathan and Dad were back home. It was tough. Teenager, man, the hardest time of my life. And I was trying to go to youth ministry. I was trying to stay positive. I was trying to keep hope in my life. You may see this story in your own life as well. And I was sitting there time after time again in youth ministry, weighing everything that was happening in my life against what Pastor John was sharing with me as a teenage boy, you know, talking to me about this, sharing from the God, blah, blah, blah. And I was weighing these things back and forth thinking, God, you know what? I'm done. And I left. And I left, left, left the church. I didn't realize that that was my personal response at that moment that changed everything until I was 17. But for you this morning, there is a personal response that's due to this. When we have this saving knowledge, we have an opportunity to say, God, you know what? I know what has happened has happened, and I'm going to leave it there because I know what you have ahead. The purpose and plan that you have for my life, the promise that you have for me is greater. But the thing with this Christmas season is for us picking up the baby, making him our own. You know what I'm saying by this? Jesus and walking in it. There was nothing like that. Again, that first time holding my little boy, looking in his face, looked like Frank Perdue, like he was making chicken. (laughs) Seriously, he did. I'll show you all pictures sometimes, just don't tell him. Looked like little Frank Perdue, but I was just holding God's blessing in my life. And I remember that that moment where I'm like, I cannot for the promises that we're going to do together. I cannot wait for the life that we will experience. I cannot wait for the promises that God has for you, the plans and all that he wants to do through your life. And that's where we're at this morning with this baby Jesus in a lowly manger, right? 
in our hearts, in our arms, in a sense, growing in us and us becoming more like him. But it demands a personal response. The thread of hope is this. When we answer to God alone, we will see his plan, his promises, and his purposes unfold in our lives. When we answer to him alone, I know that life is screaming around you. I know that the hustle and bustle is real right now in this Christmas season. I know that there's still a lot of people that you need to buy some stuff for, and there's some things you got to bake, and there's some things you got to make, and you got to, you do have to see family and other things like that. But I know this, that we have to spend time with him to catch his heart. We have to spend time with him so that his heart is in our heart and our heart becomes his. The thread of hope is this, when we are with God through Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come into our lives and help us make it. I don't know about you, but that matters to me. I, I need to know this, that when the unexpected happens, God knew and that God sent his only begotten son as a baby to help me, to, to create the bridge between me and him so that I can have life everlasting until I'm there, that I can have his Holy Spirit, God's spirit in me so that I can make it. Does that not give you hope? I need that. I need to be reminded of that daily, that when the unexpected happens, God already knew. So this morning, we're going to conclude in this way. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. I believe that's important. What does response look like? It's a decision. Again, it's a personal response. It's a decision for you. We give this opportunity at every service because the most important thing to us is to make sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you and God are together through his son, that we understand this is true and this is the only way that we'll make it. And I, I love this understanding that, again, hell was not made for us. It was made for the devil and his demons, his dark angels, if you will. Heaven was made for God's people. And it is not God's plan or purpose for your life that you should perish, right? He didn't come to condemn you, but to redeem you. Isn't that amazing? Growing up, I didn't hear that. All I heard was the condemnation, not the redemption. Man, I'm so excited about this. Because for me, I was blind, but now I see. I have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I have to make sure that it's right every single day because I'm 100% human, right? So the key for us this morning is to make sure this Christmas season, today, that we are in right standing with him. What I challenge you to do, just close your eyes for a moment. And our response here is a little different maybe than other churches. Um, I, I just like to, to look in your eyes as a response. And then you can go back to closing your eyes. And I'll just ask you a simple question. And your simple response will be just to look at me. And then what I do is I like to pray for folks. Right? I love to pray for you because I need people walking with me. Prayer is talking. Prayer is conversation. Prayer is agreement, right? Here on earth that it will happen in heaven. We will not complicate this. This is not meant to be complicated. All other relationships are, but this one should not be. Jesus died for you. He died for me to build a bridge between me and God so that I could be with him forever, to build a bridge between you and God. So the challenge is this. If you need a first-time relationship with him, if you've never given your heart to Christ, if you've never said that I give up my plans, my purposes, 
even the things I've promised myself, that's first and foremost, that you slide it on the table, that you go all in with that. The second response is this, man, I've struggled. I was like you, Justin, grew up church or or got saved, whatever you want to say. I had a relationship, but then I chose not to. I chose other things more than God. I want to choose him again this morning. I identify that Jesus died for me specifically this morning. And I want to re-up my faith. I want to re-engage and I want to walk. What we do is we just journey together and that's how we live. From here, I love this, my old pastor says, from here you can go anywhere. But it's your personal response. Okay? That's key. So if you find yourself at the beginning of your faith that you need to have a first-time relationship with God through Jesus Christ, just look at me. Simply look at me. First time, all right? First time. Okay. You can close your eyes. Thank you. Just close your eyes back. Just it's a reflective moment with you and God. All right? I love this. This is awesome. This is people knowing the goodness of a Savior. Second response is this. If you need to re-up your faith, if you need to re-engage, if you need to, to ask for that forgiveness again and to repent, which means to turn, then just simply look at me once again. If that's you. If you need to re- just re- okay? All right? This is the person I look in the mirror every morning and have to do this, it seems. Because I need it. Anybody else? Okay? All right. And we're going to simply conclude this time agreeing together. We're going to agree that change has happened in your heart. That Jesus has come again to you like a baby to grow up within you as you learn to follow him in a new way. We're going to agree on that this morning as a family together. That every day from this point on is different. That there is a thread of hope that we see. Man, I'm excited about this. That there's a thread of hope that you have now. That the enemy cannot deceive you any longer that you know that you are called, that you are God's righteousness, that you are set apart for good works, for good deeds. Mm. Don't believe the lies anymore. Y'all with me? Don't know who it's for, but don't believe lies anymore. Believe the truth. And the truth will set you free. God, this morning... God, we have no idea what you went through when you sent your only begotten son. God, we have no, as parents, some of us, God, as people who love people, God, we have no idea what you went through when you sent your son and you couldn't even look in some ways because the hurt that it inflicted upon you to watch him go through what he went through to take away our sin forever. God, we thank you this Christmas season that you have brought us into your family, that we have been grafted into the vine, that you chose us to be with you, God, and you chose every single person in this room, regardless of who they are, what they've done, where they've come from. You have chosen them to be in relationship with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you that we are your family. And God, that we matter to you. And you sent your son to prove it. This morning, God, we all take a moment to repent. We say we're sorry, God, for anything we may have done that has separated us from you. And God, we turn, we walk in the different direction, Lord, 
than the one we were going before toward your plans, your purposes, and your promises that we find this Christmas season through your son, Jesus. We solidify this moment with understanding that you are good and that regardless of what comes our way, the unexpected, we expect for you to show up in new ways because we have hope. Our hearts are not sick because hope is deferred, but we are well because we are in you. God, I thank you for Pastor Rob and his heart to set up such a thing as follow in this new year, God, that we learn to follow you fresh and anew. All of us together, God, we go back to the basics of our faith so that we can become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Not Christians for Christians' sake, but followers of Christ. God, I'm so excited for this journey that we're going to take together as we hear from your word and we connect throughout the week and we grow. Lord, we thank you. We ask everything in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things we love to do is if you would like prayer for anything whatsoever, there's two places you can do that. I'm going to hang here for a moment. Also, the Connection Center that's right down the hallway. Take that card. If you did not fill it out, take a moment to fill it out. Head to the Connection Center. We're so glad if you're a first-time visitor. Give us a couple weeks. Give us a few weeks. A lot of times you can't tell what a church is about until you've been there for a few weeks, okay, Uh, to really see what it's about. Um, It's a vibrant, loving family church, and I look around and I see the stories of how God has created the office visit. When I look in your eyes, I love it. It's exciting how things have happened from doctor's office visits, okay, where we've talked to people, and they're like, oh, I'll come, family. Someone even hearing I heard today over a phone call or something crazy about the church. Nuts. God's got a plan, and he's, he's rearranging the world so that you could be here, so that you could grow in your faith. He's all about the divine, and he's very deliberate. God's good. Thank you so much for coming today. Get excited about Christmas. Two opportunities Christmas Eve. Uh, If you see somebody trying to ask you to be a part of community through connect groups, say yes, all right? And uh, make sure you grab an invite for Christmas Eve and come back. Candlelight service. Man, it's going to be awesome. Kids' story being read. Kids' coloring books given out. Just fun stuff, all right? Thank you so much. Again, if you need prayer, we're here. We're in the Connection Center. Have an amazing, an amazing Christmas if we don't see you. We love you guys.